Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Kansas Governor Kelly delivers the annual State of the State speech. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office employees will get a pay raise. That story is coming up. Police investigating a woman's death in southeast Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Ann Holiday. Looks like by this afternoon, temperatures will be running about 10 degrees above freezing, but that will not last long as Arctic air is on the way tomorrow into the weekend. Our full forecast and what to expect is on the way. Sedgwick County Commissioners have approved a pay raise for Sheriff's Office employees. The 8.7% pay raise for 2024 will cost the county roughly an additional $4.5 million, something that had not been budgeted for when the county approved the 2024 budget last summer. Sheriff Jeff Easter says the raise is important to keep the county competitive with other agencies like the city of Wichita. If we choose not to do this, I'm very um, skittish about our future and the amount of people uh, that could leave. Uh, for better pay, and us trying to recruit people in. Lindsay Poverso, the county's chief financial officer, says the pay increase is projected to put the county at a $3 million deficit by the end of the year. She says the county does have reserve funds. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly renewing her call last evening during the State of the State Address to expand Medicaid. And she made a preemptive strike for an anticipated single-rate flat income tax proposal. So let's take the flat tax off the table once and for all. Instead, let's come together around this plan. It benefits all Kansans, not just those at the top, and it includes ideas from both Republicans and Democrats. Governor also addressing child care. She also talked about the falling water levels in the Ogallala Aquifer, which is used to irrigate, uh, irrigate crops and is key to helping rural parts of the state. In the Republican response to the governor's address, House Speaker Dan Hawkins was critical of her tax proposals and attempts to once again push for Medicaid expansion that he says will eventually get passed on to the Kansas taxpayers. She wants billions in new state and federal spending to increase welfare for able-bodied working age people in the form of Medicaid expansion. She proposed creating a big new state agency to put government smack dab in the middle of child care. After vetoing a reform bill just last year that would have cut government red tape and given parents more child care options. 
And last year, Governor Kelly even vetoed a bill to ban human smuggling in Kansas, despite President Biden's border security failure that makes our families less safe. In the upcoming session, Kelly faces super majorities whose priorities are to cut income taxes and rein in local property taxes and not to expand Medicaid. Police are investigating after a woman was found dead in South Wichita yesterday morning, 900 block of Mount Vernon. Officers responded for a welfare check at a vacant home. They were met by Sedgwick County EMS, who had already pronounced her dead. She is identified as 48-year-old Tracy McFadden. An autopsy is pending. Investigators are asking for the public's help to determine what happened to McFadden. Anyone with information is asked to call police detectives. Former president and 2024 Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump took part in a town hall with Fox News in Des Moines, Iowa, Wednesday night. Trump responded to critics accusing him of seeking political retribution if he's elected. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. And, and remember this, our ultimate retribution is success. President Biden previously criticized the former president's past comments. He argues that uh, Trump possesses, poses, that is, a threat to democracy. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie may not have attended it, but he did give his opinion on the GOP race. Moving forward, he was standing in front of a hot mic. Just before he dropped out of the Republican presidential race, Governor Christie handicapped the remaining top contenders. He said former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley has spent almost $70 million, but... She's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. Christie then talked about what he perceived was the state of mind of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, perhaps after learning the loudest voice against former President Trump was dropping out. DeSantis called me petrified. The Iowa caucuses without Christie are next Monday. Gernal Scott, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Big upset in college men's basketball last night. We'll talk about that and the Minute with Mitch previewing the Chiefs coming up after sports. The Boeing 737 MAX 9 will be suspended from service until further notice. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, now 8.08, eight minutes past 8 o'clock. The cause of a building fire near downtown Wichita has been released. The fire broke out Tuesday afternoon at Biker's Edge near Central and Washington. Investigators say it was caused by an electrical malfunction on a UT in a storage area. There were no injuries. The Boeing 737 MAX 9 will be suspended from service until further notice. This after a door blew off during an Alaskan Airlines flight last week. Fox's Kelly Saberi with the latest. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg saying that the MAX 9 will not return to service until they verified it's safe. Today, Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun claimed that the fuselage plug can never blow out from the airplane. He also noted he's spoken to Buttigieg and the FAA about what needs to be done to prevent this. Spirit Aerosystems, the group behind the door plug, was once a unit of Boeing until it broke off in 2005. The Kansas-based manufacturer announcing today, quote, Spirit Aerosystems has been working closely with our customers since the event with Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 on January 5th. The suspension of service will impact hundreds of flights. Officials 
continue to investigate the safety of the jet. An Iranian proxy group has launched new attacks in the Red Sea. Fox's Alex Hogan has the latest from Tel Aviv, Israel. New Houthi attacks in the Red Sea. U.S. and British naval forces say that they shot down 21 drones sent from Yemen. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken addressed the growing concern after visiting the West Bank today. Blinken's trip was aimed at containing the conflict in the region. Tonight, Israel sent a warning to Lebanon after renewed cross-border attacks from Hezbollah. Three months of operations have turned stretches of the Gaza Strip into rubble as the healthcare system crumbles. Tonight, the Israeli security cabinet met to discuss a new potential Qatari proposal. Several families of the hostages currently being held by Hamas recently traveled to Qatar to hope to broker a new potential ceasefire in effort to bring them home. These attacks come as U.S. military operations have faced being targeted over 100 times in the Middle East since October 17th. Part of the pandemic-related lawsuit against China is allowed to continue in Missouri. The Missouri Attorney General's office filed the suit in 2020, accusing Chinese officials of not doing enough to slow the spread of COVID and blaming the Chinese government for the pandemic. But in 2022, a lower court tossed out the case, citing federal rules that prohibit suing a foreign entity in U.S. courts. Now, an appeals court panel is letting one claim move forward, accusing China of hoarding protective gear manipulating that market with an edge over the world's ignorance about COVID. A dissenting judge argues that legal immunity for foreign states is stronger than that claim. China has called the lawsuit absurd. Lisa Brady, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Right now in traffic, we have uh, uh, just some uh, traffic congestion, southbound I-235, and it's right around Central. That's the area that we're talking about. Uh, you'll want to watch for slowdowns there. We've actually got a couple of stalled-up vehicles right there in that area, too. So uh, just a bit of a slow area this morning. Southbound I-235, right around Central. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist. Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a mostly clear sky here in Wichita in south-central Kansas, we become partly sunny and breezy today. Our high temperature, 42. As a disturbance tracks by, clouds with areas of light snow often on this evening are low near 11, then clearing and windy on Friday with a high near 20. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. And now mostly cloudy, 27 degrees. We have an east wind at 6 miles per hour. 8.12 now, 12 minutes past 8 o'clock with Steve and Ted on this Thursday morning, January 11th, 2024. And it's at 27 degrees right now. And uh, that's the warmest it's been all morning so far, Ted. Nice. Warming up to 27. Balmy. Yeah, all right. Uh, Steve and Ted in the morning, 8.12, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And we had a debate in Iowa. Republican candidates, just two of them, debating in Des Moines. Last night, and with us this morning to talk about it and, and what happened there, Fox News Radio's Evan Brown. Good morning, sir. Good morning. So, who won? <laughs> it's always we always ask that. Uh, yeah, that that's a, a very subjective yeah, uh, question yeah. right there. So, you know, I, I think ultimately people will think their guy won. That's usually how these things work. Uh, you know what what happened last night? I think you had two candidates who are who we would surely admit they're they're playing for second place now uh and uh 
which is actually a thing with the Iowa caucuses. Second place can can net a, a delegate prize for sure, even sometimes third place, depending on how the spread is, because they award delegates proportionally and based on results. Um, so there there is there's money on the table, so to speak here. Uh, and uh, I think the two of them and having only two people on stage gives more time to make answers and things like that. And while they certainly took opportunities to pick each other apart, which is what you would expect them to do, they are fighting with each other. Uh, they both uh, made their arguments against Donald Trump, and then they both made their policy points. So I think you had a pretty well-rounded debate. I think the tone, especially when they start sniping at one another, it gets a little much for people. I think people just sort of had it. Uh, but uh, it's kind of part and parcel of the game at this point, and we'll know for sure how things uh, hold up, uh, well, next week on Monday when the Iowa caucus has happened. We'll see how well the, they've uh, their tactics have worked in trying to win people over. And we'll have to. We'll also see how uh, how good the polling was this whole time. Um, you know, the polling has has shown far and away a Donald Trump victory. Um, will he still have a victory? Will he still have as wide of a victory margin? I mean, then we'll know for sure again Monday night. You know, and uh, you mentioned that yeah, who won? Well, per- the person that uh, that you that you favor. On the other hand, I have actually watched debates before over the years where I kind of I went in with pretty much an open mind. See. To really compare what the two, uh, two or three or more candidates were doing, that'd be the ideal circumstance, I guess. Just, just so, so you'd be a that little more knowledgeable, think, you know. Yeah, and I think again, last night's debate, two people on stage, it gives the candidates a chance to actually maybe give some deep dive answers. You know, mm-hmm. those first couple of debates when there's a, you know, seventeen thousand people on stage, and every candidate is reduced to a five second answer, maybe. Um, you know, I don't know how much you you learn about them. Uh, there just seems to be a lot of screaming and yelling and and whatnot. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, as we get further down the process, whittling people out. Of course, uh, Chris Christie dropped out of the race yesterday afternoon. Um, you, you get more time from the the standing candidates, and maybe that's um, you know maybe maybe that's a good process in that case. But uh, but here we are. Yeah, we're still uh, almost a year away from the the election. What excuse me? What did we start out with on the Republican side? Twelve, thirteen candidates, something like that. Ah, uh, trying to remember at this point. I guess not everyone makes a debate stage either. So there were plenty of candidates that didn't, uh, you know, didn't get on there. Um, but we had Doug Burgum of North Dakota was on there at the beginning. People seemed to be a bit warm to him. Um, he didn't really uh, have much of a, a shot, but they, 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 no one seemed to really hate the guy. Uh, kind of felt that he was talking some sense. In certain ways, well, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure that's a good strategy, but you know. <laughs> it may not be. But uh, obviously, it wasn't because he's not really in the race anymore. Right. Uh, and then there's the question of Vivek Ramaswamy, who was not invited to yesterday's debate because he didn't make polling uh, benchmarks. But he's the first one to say that his supporters are are often underpolled or not polled huh. because they're younger uh, and younger people who may not have been registered to vote very long. Their phone numbers uh, and, and not registered specifically with a party. Uh, their phone numbers may not have been on all the lists that got sold uh, a year ago to all the polling companies. So <laughs> they may not be getting the phone calls where mm. out from the pollsters. So had, there's a whole weird dynamic that goes on with polling. It's, it, it, in my opinion, it's not always done very well, uh, depending on who's doing it and for what purpose. Some people, some pollsters are not polling honestly. They're polling in order to push a narrative. Well, wow. uh, that's uh, that's a, a problem. So. Uh, and, and of course, you know, polling is, is a work of art, so to speak, in that, uh, you have your own, uh, computations and formulas you use with your raw data, uh, to come up with your answers as to who's in what lead and what percentage point and this, that, and the other thing. 
And there's really no telling how how the pollsters are cutting that up at, at various times. So uh, I would always warn everyone, you know, take polling with a grain of salt. The best poll you'll get will be on election night. So yep. that first election night will be Monday. Yeah, that was uh, a really good point. Methodology and all the different ways people are contacted and they communicate. <clears throat> good point. Good points. Hey, uh, Evan, thanks for being with us this morning. We appreciate it, as always. Fox News Radio's Evan Brown covering the uh, the uh, CNN debate in, uh, in Iowa last night. Of course, uh, Donald Trump had his his own. He was at a town hall <coughs> on uh, Fox. <coughs> Excuse me. It's uh, eight eighteen now. Steve and Ted of the morning here on KNSS Sports Time again. Here's Ted Woodward. Yeah, we had a big upset in college men's basketball last night, and it was at the hands of the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, KU ranked third in the nation on the road, conference road opener, visiting Central Florida. And it was the first meeting ever between these two, and for a while it looked like the Jayhawks were going to romp. KU had a 16-point lead late in the first half, and then everything went haywire. The, the Knights went on a 31-9 run, completely flipped the game around, and Jayhawks couldn't score anything in the second half. 23 points for KU in the second half. And Central Florida comes back and from 16 down to beat Kansas. 65-60 was the final score. Jayhawks fall to 13-2. Their nine-game winning streak is snapped. So what a week in college men's basketball. And we're not even to Friday yet, uh, Number one ranked Purdue lost. Number two ranked undefeated Houston lost. And now number three ranked Kansas loses. Who wants to be number one this week? Oh, man. Rough rough being at the top. (laughs) Speaking of uh, the rankings in college men's basketball, the Associated Press is celebrating its 75th anniversary of the College Men's Basketball Weekly Poll. In celebration of the 75th anniversary this month for the Associated Press Men's College Basketball Poll, which debuted in 1949, the AP has crowned its all-time number one team. It's the Kentucky Wildcats, who, based on points awarded for weekly rankings, having finished in more than 75% of polls, finished ahead of North Carolina for the top spot. Kentucky, the winningest program in men's college basketball history, hit number one of the first year of the AP poll. For this all-time list based on AP rankings, Duke, which has been number one more than any other program, came in third, Kansas fourth, UCLA fifth, Louisville is sixth, followed by Arizona, Indiana, Syracuse, and Michigan State. Veteran basketball analyst Dick Vitale, a longtime poll voter, said, I think the poll got it right. Jared Bax, Fox News. There you go. The AP poll's been around for 75 years. Yeah. Let's take a look at uh, some Juco men's basketball last night in El Dorado at the power plant. 20th-ranked Butler Community College hosting Independence. And Dennis Higgins had the call of that game. The Butler Grizzlies over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. 12 on the shot clock. Pass goes to Washington. Right side fakes a three. Pass goes left side. Williams going to shoot a three. Got it, A.J. Williams. There it is, his first basket of the night. It's a big one, a three. 41-35 Grizzlies lead. And Butler pulled away, won the game 77-55. The Butler Grizzlies ranked 20th in the nation. Back-to-back wins, now 12-3 on the season. Women's basketball action last night here in the state, and we had a couple of big wins. How about in Lawrence, where KU pulled off a huge upset? The KU women beat fourth-ranked undefeated Baylor by 21 points. 87-66 was the final score. Baylor's first loss of the season. KU women are now 8-7, and seven, their first win over Baylor in a decade. 
KU had lost 19 times in a row to Baylor. That streak was snapped last night. Wichita's Skyler Gill, a junior, came off the bench for KU with two points and one rebound. Meanwhile, in Manhattan, we had 12th-ranked Kansas State women winning at home and beating Oklahoma 74-57. Freshman out of Wichita, Zayanna Walker had 13 points off the bench for K-State. K-State ladies now 16-1 and on the season, and they are ranked number 10 in the nation. The Friends women won on the road last night, beat Avila 78-65. The Friends ladies are in third place in the conference, back-to-back wins. Friends women now 10-5 and on the season. And in Juco women's basketball, sixth-ranked Hutchinson Community College wins at home, beat Seward County 69-53. The Hutchinson women ranked sixth in the nation, now 15-0 and on the season. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 8.22 now, keep it here for the uh, Hannity Morning Minute. The Silence of Defense Security Austin. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And don't forget, sports brought to you by South Central Kansas Problem Gambling Task Force. The next Chiefs game is Saturday night at 7 o'clock. It's time for a minute with Mitch as we t- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Mackintosh. Ted Woodward here on this Thursday morning. 27 degrees. One person is dead following a crash in Reno County Wednesday on westbound K96 between Arlington and Kent Roads. The uh, Kansas Highway Patrol is investigating. No name has been released. The Sedgwick County Commission selected new leadership for the year. By a unanimous vote, the board selected Ryan Beatty as the new chair. He says the county has many opportunities and challenges in the year ahead. And what I hope that um, this next year from, uh, from all of us uh, as the Board of County Commission is that we are going to be symbolic of partnership and collaboration more so than anything. Beatty is going to chair his first meeting coming up next week on Wednesday, and he replaces Pete Meitzner as the new chair. Sarah Lopez is the new chair pro tem. In her State of the State address Wednesday night, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly encouraged everyone to step up for rural Kansas to help make the entire state strong. I encourage you to remember the words of that great Kansan, Ted Lasso, (laughs) who said, you know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? It's got a 10-second memory. So let's be a goldfish. 
Let's all of us be goldfish and not let the divisions of the past prevent us from doing right by Kansans for the future. In the upcoming session, Kelly faces supermajorities whose priorities are to cut income taxes and rein in local property taxes and not to expand Medicaid. Two congressional committees voting to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. First, the House Judiciary Committee, then the House Oversight Committee, approving a resolution. Recommending that the House of Representatives find Robert Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for refusal to comply with a subpoena duly issued by this committee. Oversight Committee Chair James Comer. Hunter Biden has said he would testify to a public committee hearing, but the subpoena he's defied specifically calls for a closed-door deposition. The younger Biden himself showed up briefly at the Oversight Committee hearing but did not speak. The contempt resolution heads next to the House floor for a vote by the full House expected next week. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. The Veterans Administration in southeast Louisiana is now using virtual reality to treat PTSD and other mental and physical conditions in veterans. The healthcare system has begun using virtual reality therapy to treat conditions that have traditionally required medications and intensive inpatient therapies. For conditions such as anxiety and depression, VR therapy allows patients to confront and manage their traumas in a safe and controlled environment. By immersing patients in realistic scenarios, VR helps desensitize them to the triggers that causes anxiety, providing a path toward recovery and an improved quality of life. VR has also shown potential in treating physical ailments, such as those that result in chronic pain or loss of motor skills. Patients can participate in rehabilitative activities designed to improve their symptoms while reducing reliance on costly or specialized equipment. At a recent event in New Orleans, the VA Medical Center demonstrated VR technology to over 100 veterans and healthcare providers who came to learn about its potential benefits. Attendees also heard from veterans who had benefited from the treatments. While still not available in all locations, the VA is working to identify patients who would benefit from the treatment. Interested veterans can speak with their VA health care provider to learn more. You can also click the link in our news stories for more information. This Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We're watching a low-pressure system now currently in the southwestern part of the country that will send a disturbance our way by tonight, producing areas of snow followed by cold Arctic air spilling in through much of Friday. Mostly sunny today with a high 42. Light snow may pass through tonight to low 11, then clearing windy and only 20 degrees for the high tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Stephen, good morning, KNSS 851 here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Sedgwick County Commission elects Ryan Beatty as new chair. Sarah Lopez, Chair Pro Tem. Two. Sedgwick County Commission approves 8.7% pay raise for Sheriff's Department employees. One. Kansas Governor Kelly delivers annual State of the State speech focusing on child care and taxes. Three big things, Stephen Dead on KNSS. 
The gasoline prices here in the Wichita area this morning, three seventy nine a gallon. That's at the high end, and that's a pretty common price out there. But I have found some better prices out there, uh, including two fifty eight uh, near Kellogg and Main Street. We've also got uh, two fifty three reported at one hundred and nineteenth West and Mays Road. Or 119th West and Central. 119th West and Central traffic update. 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Partly sunny today with a high of 37 degrees. 40% chance for snow and cold tonight. The overnight low 10. Friday, decreasing clouds and cold. Tomorrow's high just 20 degrees. Now mostly cloudy and 27 degrees. You know what makes a great gift for any occasion? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover. With gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas in Historic Delano. Steve at 10 in the morning, trading underway on Wall Street this morning. The Dow is down 92 points. S&P's down 7. And the NASDAQ is down by two, 2 points. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Phil Ruffin's much-anticipated Golden Circle Casino project received a pair of needed zoning approvals this week from city council members in Park City. Back in July, the Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission awarded the Billionaire Casino Moguls Development Group a license to operate 1,000 historic horse racing machines at the site of the former Wichita Greyhound Park. The city's decision on Tuesday approved the rezoning of a general commercial office district to an entertainment district and service businesses district in the northwest corner of 77th North and Hydraulic and permitted a casino and historic horse racing special use within that entertainment district. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled this week that Minnesota can proceed in state court with its climate change lawsuit against three Coke Industries companies, ExxonMobil Oil and the American Petroleum Institute. In 2020, Minnesota filed a lawsuit in state court against the fossil fuel industry leaders, claiming they were deceiving Minnesotans about their products' role in causing climate change. The defendant's appeal sought to move the case to federal court, but the Supreme Court declined Monday to take the case meaning it will stay in Minnesota courts. Flint Hills Resources, a Coke subsidiary based in Wichita, runs a refinery in Minnesota and two in Texas. The three refineries have a combined crude oil processing capacity of 700,000 barrels per day. And that's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal this morning. And uh, the higher energy and housing prices boosted overall U.S. inflation in December, a sign that the Federal Reserve drive to slow inflation to its 2% target will likely remain a bumpy one. The overall prices rose three-tenths percent from November and 3.4 percent from 12 months earlier. So those gains exceeded the previous 0.1 percent monthly rise and 3.1 percent annual inflation in November. So it's like inflation is still not completely mm-hmm. back to where we'd like it to go. 8.55, Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. National Milk Day. This is uh, commemorating when uh, home deliveries of milk uh, reportedly began in New York in 1878. World Milk Day. Have a glass on me. Okay. Get it delivered <laughs> right to your front right door. Your front door. Coming up to Glenn Beck program here on KNSS. Is Hunter Biden trying to sabotage his father? That's on the way. We have news at the top of the hour this morning. Kansas Governor Kelly delivers annual State of the State speech. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show. News updates all day. 
Stephen's Head of the Morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 